0: And the words that were used were so just not nice. They, we were told that we didn't deserve that car because we were young. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I am here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Shoe Time Automotive Museum.
1: That's me. What's going on?
0: So, you know, Riley and I were meeting a dog... Family in our neighborhood that Riley is going to be dog-sitting for. We've been getting him quite a few dog-sitting jobs and uh, we were over there and uh, we went in the Tesla and uh, they were you know we were just kind of like shooting the shit kind of thing getting to know each other and mentioned that we had an automotive museum and that it started off with Sean's grandpa's 59 Cadillac and the guy would like looked at me kind of crazy and was like Automotive Museum, Cadillacs, Tesla, that doesn't really go together. But that I think that, that that's like one of the super cool things that we're doing is that we have this thing going.
1: You know, and not only is that, I, like I get where he was, you know, Teslas and cars, classic cars, like you don't really put those two together in any kind of category. But even just the, the automotive museum thing, I think I told you, uh, it was two weeks ago now, yeah, I actually had a guy come up to me while we were at the gym, and he's like, yeah, I see you in here all the time. What is it you do for a living? <laughs> you know, and so I, I, I tell him, uh, I work for you. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> I do whatever Tori tells me to. Uh, and
1: and, um, and then I was like, and, and, you know, I got a, an automotive museum. And he's blown away by that, and it, it happens quite often where – it's just it's not one of those common I guess you'd say career fields jobs sure. uh, business type
0: I also don't think we fit the demo right. for that right, like right, they expect sure. somebody that's like you know 65 70 years old um it, it's well, a different and that's thing.
1: even in the museum you know I'll get a you work here
0: oh yeah. I got that all the time when yeah I would work, I work at the here. desk yeah and you know I
1: don't go in there going yeah I started this shit welcome
0: (laughs) when i would work the door i'd be like no my husband owns it (laughs) (laughs) no not really but you know i kind of wanted to because people are like they kind of like when they come in would look down a little bit because we look young and i mean we are young i guess comparatively to the automotive industry at least the automotive museum industry um so i could see but i think that's where like
1: breaking down that mold and your perception of what you think something should be or what you think you should do None of that shit's relevant. It doesn't matter. But
0: people seem to think it's so relevant. Uh, People have these... It's really stereotypes if you think about it. Like there is this... What you would see as somebody that owns a classic car. And then there's there's what you would see as somebody that owns a Tesla. And you most likely wouldn't put those two together... And I don't know if it's because of stereotypes or what it is, but I like that even like the the Teslas, Sean has had the Teslas come out, Tesla actually come out to the museum. And so he was able to like open up this whole world of Teslas, of, of electric vehicles, because if you haven't driven one, or maybe if you haven't driven one recently, like it, you don't understand what it's really about. So like, you know, Truitt that Sean works with, you know, that is the curator, the, executive director mm-hmm. there at the museum, he is in his 60s, mm-hmm. yeah, early 60s, mid 60s, um, and has never had an electric car, has never driven in one. But to have Tesla come out there and have him test drive the car and just like like a little kid, you know what I mean? Like, And I don't think he would have ever thought of doing that on his own.
1: Well, and that's just it. Is. He, he wouldn't have. He no. would have never gotten himself behind the wheel of one. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if he'll ever buy one or not. Like I, who cares? It's just, it's the experience that he got to take from that. And it goes the same way. I, you know, I've never driven a model T I've got, how many we have five or six of them in the museum. I've never Thank even you. driven one and they, they're, they're not like a normal car. Uh, eventually I will, I'll get the opportunity to get behind the wheel of one while it's outside and actually be able to drive it. Um, but, I, you know, short of having this museum, I don't think I'd ever expect to ever be behind the wheel of any really of these cars that that I've been behind the wheel of. You know, it, it's crazy just being open to being able to just do things. You know, there's no ah, I can't do that or that's not for me. It's just, you know, it just keeps unfolding of these opportunities to do these these incredible things that I. it happens constantly, you know, it, and it's just it's putting ourselves out there it was like um she was at 13 years ago now uh when we had that damn lexus
0: oh yeah you know
1: and again so we you know if we look young now if you're watching us on, <laughs> on you know and, and you're and you're seeing what we look like and it's not just our voices over the the car stereo we don't look that old so you can imagine how much younger we looked 13 years ago and, and, you know, we got judged back then based off of, you know, what we were driving. And, it you know, really, it wasn't even anything that crazy. It was just something that we worked really hard to be able to do.
0: Yes. And, and it, instead
1: of saying, well, we can't do it,
0: we went and did it. And the words that were used were so just not nice. They We were told that we didn't deserve that car because we were young.
1: And really what it was, was the the person that said it was saying,
0: I can't get I, that. I can't get
1: that car. So I worked hard. <laughs> therefore, you don't deserve it either, and that's a horrible way to think.
0: Yeah. Well, I think even like with the electric cars and stuff, people would look at it and be like, "Oh, I'm not one of those kind of people," and so they would never even open themselves up to. Um, having that kind of opportunity, or I don't even want to say opportunity. That's not the right word I wanted to use. I wanted to use the word experience. Uh, open themselves up to that kind of experience.
1: With, with electric cars specifically, you've got three types of people. You've got the ones that are all about the fuel economy and environmentally friendly. And they probably all got the first
0: stuff. Priuses. Those right. guys, those, right? Those yeah.
1: guys, maybe they, they, they purchased the, the Leaf, you know, which is an all-electric car, but Boring as all hell to drive, and it doesn't go very far. But then you've also got your techno people, the people that need the latest and greatest technology. And, and Tesla is packed with technology. Yes. Um, and and these people can be any variety, you know, any combination of these three, right? So they, they could be both so far. And then you've got me, the automotive enthusiast. I am in it because it is a fun. Good-looking car to drive. The rest of it is a bonus, in my mind. You know, I could care less about being the first of any of that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Because, but we've—I mean, we've had several hybrids, so we have gone on the green kind of thing. We we were frugal, like we want to save money and get the most bang for our buck. Well, and I, so still, we do kind of lean. I remember into that, that
1: that Lexus. one Like I remember driving it still 13 years ago. It it never shifted gears.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it just it just. Pulled. I mean, it was it was a great car to drive. It was just a SUV, you know. But it it was the nicest car I had ever driven at at that time.
0: It was the first car I fell in love with. Like I had never loved a car before that. But that man, that car was so beautiful, and it just it drove so nice. And it was, I really did yeah. kind of so changed it,
1: me. <laughs> you know, we we were looking at you know prices of gas. this was California, so it was crazy back then. Still, um, but ultimately, it, it was a fun, good looking car to drive still, you know, and I think a lot of people get caught up on just, you know, maybe the, the first or the first two things that I mentioned and forget the whole fact that it in the end, it's still a fun car to drive. And these people that are, are not giving it an opportunity to go, Hey, that's,
0: I think there's a few things there though. One I think is that Elon Musk is such a big personality and because, and has a lot of money. And so because of both of those things, I think people are very quick to judge and therefore will judge anything that he does just based on their Right, he's a love it or that.
1: hate it guy, <laughs> right? you, you either are all over him and, and take everything he says to heart or you absolutely despise him because people do, <laughs> you know?
0: Right, so I think that there's probably some, some weirdness there yeah. with it. Whereas some of the other electric vehicles may not have that, but really on, and I told them like when I went and was talking to the people about the dog that i thought it was all hype i really thought that the whole tesla thing was hyped up i thought you know it's a boring sedan whatever it's electric we've had hybrids whatever then sean brings home the tesla and the first time i I like it it really is the funnest car i've ever driven and now i would really like to drive a gas-powered car. That's very, very fast just to see what the difference is on that. Um, and it's weird because Tesla doesn't market, right? No. So it's kind of like this organic thing that's happened. And so it's kind of interesting to see who all these people are. But I think because there's so many preconceived notions about Tesla and about electric vehicles and about Elon Musk, that I think it's important for people like us to kind of break down some of those doors and like introduce these new things to other people because we're pretty open minded. We're not going to pass judgment on something just because of, you know, the owner of the company or what somebody had said or you know what I mean?
1: But it happens across all these manufacturing brands. You get American cars are garbage. Japanese cars are the best. You know, Toyota Camry. It's all about them. That lasts forever. Uh, Ford versus GM. You know, uh, Dodge. The Ram trucks are like the the stepchild. You are know? these
0: all like based on the commercials that people have seen, or have they done what we've done? And because my whole entire car thing changed from going to the new car show, we've gone to several of them. And it is totally different to see a car or maybe like, you know, somebody, you know, has one and you rode in one once you're like, and you kind of or you just heard what they've said about it. When you actually can go and climb in all these cars, mm-hmm. I have my own little like I kind of group everybody now together based on my experience of just shutting the damn doors. Uh, all these cars that are so nice and like are $80,000 cars and then you shut the door and it is cheap materials. (laughs) Drives me fucking crazy. Like how are you going to charge people that much money for what, like an Escalade? Or those are like the ones Mm -hmm. that I'm thinking of mostly that like it is still like a cheaply built car. It's not built well.
1: Well, and that's part of the problem on some of those is they're the exact same car rebranded to a more expensive car. And so although there are more features or different leather or something i mean in the end it's the same damn car so
0: do you think all those people you were talking about that were talking about like gm versus ford do you think that's how they were raised or because it's marketing or what do you think the whole reason i think a lot of
1: it is is probably how they were raised and um you know maybe their first truck was a ford you know and so they go down that road of ford forever you know and then you got the exact opposite where they're Chevy guys and that's all they want. You know, I got, uh, I think both my brothers would choose Chevy over Ford or Dodge or anything like that. Even though I think one of my brothers, if, if he's he's Toyota guy.
0: Does he have a Mazda? That's a Mazda. Which one? Mike.
1: Uh, he had the Mazda, but Paul had um, Toyotas. Really? He had Toyota trucks in high school. Uh, Toyota truck was the most recent truck he had.
0: Because then he, had, I was thinking of Mike. He had a Honda Civic and then a Mazda Speed Three. So he's more of like a Japanese a cars, right? We
1: had the Speed Three. Oh,
0: his was just a yeah. three. Okay, but see, th- that's still he's kind of stayed in the same realm of mm-hmm. what he did before. I think people get stuck on that. Like if you don't know, we've gone through some cars. <laughs> like we we've gone through American cars. We've gone through Japanese cars.
1: But... And now I mean they're they're all oh, different because they really are. I want to experience them all.
0: I do. I do, too, Um, because they are very different and the marketing that they do doesn't always reflect what the car actually is. For example, the Escalade, like you would think with the marketing that they do um, and the kind of people that, you know, you think drive them, that it would be something high end or fancy or whatever. But I thought they were kind of crappy. Like on the outside, they look nice, but then you get up close and it's not really done really well. I haven't been in one in, it's been a couple of years since we've been to a new car show. Now, a Um,
1: 1959 door shuts nice.
0: Yes, yes. And you're also going to have leaky water come in when it rains and the windshield wipers are going (laughs) to (laughs) go, you know, it's a give and take. I got a whole (laughs) video
1: of it, just me shutting the door and it just, it just, I mean, that's what you want in an old, big, heavy door, just nice and solid.
0: Yeah, those new ones are quite uh, quite light doors. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and some of that, I think, goes into the you know different materials that they're using, trying to make the vehicles lighter as they inevitably get heavier. Uh, and that all goes into fuel economy and all that kind of stuff. So you never know where and why they cut corners where they do, but ultimately it's going to come down to how you know, efficiently can they produce these things both to manufacture it and to operate it?
0: I think that some of the stuff that's going on, I think mostly in California, but the thing you were telling me today with the eight cents per mile, was that a, that's a federal thing that they're trying Mm -hmm. to push. So things that they're trying to make us, you know, pay per mile or, you know, forcing everybody to go electric. I think doing that kind of mandates, unfortunately, is going to make a lot of people push against Tesla's and other electric vehicles, um, and that's kind of a bummer.
1: Well, already, you know, when we bought we bought our Tesla, you know, I went and registered it, and I, I didn't know, and they hit us with some electric vehicle fee in the registration. That was a couple hundred dollars. Well, you know, where I'm expecting our registration should be uh, less than fifty bucks, and uh, it was almost three hundred. It's like, what the hell is this all about? And ultimately. What it was, was that if you're at a gas pump, you're getting taxed on that fuel anyways, right? So it's you're, you're collecting that. So in an electric car, you're not getting that. So it's the government's way of still collecting that money from you. So we're actually better off. It's just it's a lump lo- sum see initially.
0: People like us not looking into it and be like, those red states you know, punishing people for having electric vehicles and just assuming that it's like a oh, punishment a- type thing rather than looking into like what's really going on here. Um, because I don't think there's any punishment or anything like that for having an electric vehicle. But it was interesting that like, yeah, people need to pay for the roads. And if you're not going to pay for it with gas tax, they're going to get it a different way.
1: See, and uh, we were just in Tennessee uh, last week and the, their roads are awful in Tennessee. Everywhere we drove, full of potholes. I mean, and from what we could tell, Tennessee's taxes were high.
0: They were. The sales tax was really high. It was like 10%. And I, in,
1: in Georgia, where we are, the tax is pretty normal. Seven, eight. Yeah, I mean, consistent with majority of the country, right? But our roads, for the most part, are nice. Are pretty good.
0: I hear good things about Georgia roads just in general. Yeah, so I mean, take good care of them.
1: if I've got to pay a tax to have, you know, that, or is, they're telling me it's for the roads, I better see some good roads. Um, and so if I got to pay that $200 instead of, you know, a couple cents more every time I get gas, you know, I I, I see that's my contribution to being able to, to drive on smooth roads. Now, if I paid that large sum, uh, sum of money every year for our registration and then we go out and we drive and I'm bending rims because of the potholes, I'm, I'm going to be pissed. But we're, we got it pretty good. Yeah, and a lot of that's just the educational part. Because when I first saw it, I was like, what the hell is this? Goddamn red state.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and that's the whole, that right there like wraps up everything. Like people are so quick to assume and make like these super big judgments and never go any further than that. Where, you know, sometimes you just got to look into it a little bit. So I'm glad that you did. We're kind of that kind of person anyway, that we'd look it up rather than just bitch I'd look about up it.
1: everything. You know, I got that uh, it, it looked like a legitimate bill for me running in the um, in a lane on the highway that I'm not supposed to be Two in. Two
0: hours from where we lived at the time. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, yeah. So obviously neither one of us took the car down there and did that. So right off the bat, I know it's, it's garbage, but instead of just paying it or completely freaking the hell out, you know, oh, you know, somebody took the car or something's messed up. <laughs> right. I, I just, a little bit of research and Google checked the number that was on it. Cause I mean, this, this thing looked legit.
0: Was it a? So it wasn't a speeding ticket. It was a like riding in the Peach Pass lane. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. So I mean, and that's the thing. If anybody ever kind of slips in there or commutes or has teenagers, right. that's in well, that area, you'd be like, knew ah, because you did it. of
0: where we lived and because you know we work from our laptop or Sean's at the museum. Like we're not in the Atlanta area, so we definitely knew it wasn't us. But anybody that would have you know driven, uh, people would just have assumed.
1: But you know, a, a quick. Search to check, uh, you know, to see if this thing's legit. Uh, quickly proved, it, it didn't exist. I mean, there's a whole state website that if you got a real one of these and matched up, like it'll tell you right there from a government.gov website. Yeah, you're you need to pay that fine. And this didn't pull anything up, so obviously it wasn't real. Not only did I not. I know it wasn't real, but I, I verified off of the well, information But they sent you available.
0: another one, though. They sent you it multiple times, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be late. And again, you checked it. It's oh, yeah.
1: It's good. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I see. and it's little things like that. We get it for domain, website domains, where they'll send us something. Hey, you know, you need to re-register this website. It's a place we've never registered it before. But if you didn't know, you'd be like, oh, I better register. That's definitely my website, you know? Right. Or wind up calling them and being upset and you know, it's just a waste of time.
0: Well, people have this fear and especially fear of the unknown in that, like a lot of business owners don't know what's really going on with their domain or where they have it. Somebody did it for them. So that fear that my website's going to be taken away or you're, you're going to take away my license or you're going to give me a fee if I don't just pay it. But it's easy to just get wrapped up in that and try to try to just make it go away. <laughs> the best <laughs> thing
1: you can do is just breathe <laughs> and, and you know, do a little research on whatever it is. Just, yeah, I know this is what's in front of you, what you're looking at, but take the time to step back and look at it from a different angle and compare notes and then make a a, a judgment call from there. At least then you know more about whatever it is and chances are... It's nowhere near as bad as what you're thinking it is.
0: For sure. Just just like the gas thing with the taxes. Mm-hmm. Just got to look into it. So when you first started the museum, like you, we didn't have a Tesla then. So you had no idea that you would be doing this whole like bringing Tesla into the museum. But we installed
1: all those Tesla chargers. What was that three years ago? I think I got them installed. We started the museum in 2017. And I had um, three Tesla chargers and two universal chargers installed in the museum, I believe... By the end of 2018, maybe the first of 2019, uh, and I never got to use them, and that's where we first had all the the Tesla. Um, oh, Tesla when Tesla Zicoa. came out, right? Yeah, and they came, and all the owners came, and that um, was pretty cool. But you know, I always wanted one, but they're expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it took a while for the the used ones to come down to a price point that uh, we were willing to pay for.
0: Again, though, like driving ours, like it's a nice car and everything, but I don't know if I would pay those new car prices just for that. Like it seems a little bit much, but again, there, because some people just really want that new technology or be the first ones to have it and stuff like that. I could see that it's smart to have it high because there are just some people that are, it's one of those like Apple, like people are like crazy about it that like, no, they don't care what it costs. Like they're going to go out and have the newest and the best. Mm-hmm. So I guess in a way, I could see that they do that. But um, yeah, they're they're a little spendy.
1: Yeah, the thing with Tesla is, you know, Elon invested into the infrastructure of the charging network and everything, plus the batteries last longer, longer range. They're fast and fun. Uh, and before Tesla, they were short range, slow cars, funky looking, and no infrastructure anywhere whatsoever. So, I mean, it's obviously... Th- there's no opportunity for them to take off.
0: The first ones were funky looking. And, you know, like Sean said, we were from California originally. And uh, everybody, like when we would drive down to like the Bay Area, like the San Francisco area, like every other car would Was be one of those ugly ass Priuses. Yeah, that, yeah. They were
1: butt- uh, why, why did they make them so funky looking? I don't
0: know. Make but a they good did looking car. So they could have made
1: it a, a, a neat, sporty looking car at least. And, and, you know, had it still be the Prius drivetrain, but...
0: Were the Priuses cheap, or were they a little spendy too? I, I guess it's a it's just a Toyota. Yeah, they're so it's not probably a cheap not too much. car,
1: but they're not they're not a luxury car by
0: any means. Yeah, it's just interesting that that he did make them so much better looking, except for those new ones that look are all bubbly with the ugly headlights. Man, I hate those.
1: <laughs> you don't like the Model Threes?
0: Is it the new Model Three or is it the Y? It's a Three. Yeah, I think those are ugly. Like every time I see one, stupid front end, <laughs> they're dumb looking lights. <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like a cartoon character or something. I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan. And, of it. and that's
1: what most of them are nowadays because they're half the price of a Model S. Uh,
0: well, dumb looking cars, yeah, but yeah. it's still a better looking car than the Prius or the Leaf. The Leaf mm-hmm. is a little bubbly looking thing too.
1: Well, and the, the performance model of the three is almost as fast as our car. Really, and, that, and that's quick. That is. Mm-hmm.
0: The leaf isn't like that, though, right? I have a friend that <laughs> no. I work out with that had a leaf, and I think she said the range on it was only like sixty miles. <laughs> so it might not have even been that. It was so tiny, like that's a little bucket car. Mm-hmm. Like me, me. zoom zoom. <laughs> but she was just going around town, so it definitely works for that.
1: No, and that's just it. it you know, it all depends on what you're actually using that thing for. So. You know, where somebody else might be like, that's the most ridiculous thing ever, but for you, it's exactly what you need. You know, for me, it started as a means of driving an hour away to to get to the museum without having to stop for gas every two trips um
0: and now it's and a means it be that, to a fun get trip. across the road at the school yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to across several lanes of traffic just to get the kid to school
1: yeah, it turned into the car that we drive the most now
0: which is crazy because i really did not think i was going to drive it i'm like i'm not driving a sedan i don't feel safe in one i'd rather drive in the crossover
1: Oh, well, and that's just, that just that goes to show being open to change it, oh, yeah. it, it it'll work in your favor like change is is inevitable and a lot of times It's for the better, even if it doesn't seem like it initially.